0: I think it's going to rain, and then it's going to stop. This is I Am a Griefist, a childhood cancer grief journey podcast. Okie dokie. Well, this episode is... I want to talk about things. I know that's very broad, very broad, but it's (laughs) a hot hot topic. Yeah. So she has a space here in the house. Jess was living with mom during the cancer journey, and still. (laughs) 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 That's
1: okay. I would I would live here too if I could.
0: I know, but I would live here too if I could, and I have. So don't feel bad.
1: Well, we love it. I know. If mom, so who's we?
2: No, no, me. You're speaking brothers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Me. If I could, if I win the lotto, I've always said that. I will build houses all in one block for all of us to live in with no kitchens, no nothing else. Just that's where you sleep and you have to come to my house to eat.
2: Dang. That's like a sister wife situation. (laughs) Ooh. Not Not like that.
0: Way to go, Jess. <laughs> so we've all at some point lived with mom, and she would prefer it that way. And I think she would have preferred it that way, too, through the cancer journey. Just like she can oversee. Mom's a bit of a helicopter mom, but it's like, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. So Jess has a room here, and her kids lived in that room with her. So there was a big bunk bed, and there's just all of her stuff was here. It and, is here. Uh-huh. And when she passed, all of her stuff... Is still here Uh in some way, shape, or form. I want you to talk about that a little bit because you see it every day. Uh You see, like, her empty bed. You see, it's just made with her dolls on it. Talk us through what that's like for you to see.
2: Well, even just like the way that you sent it, like her empty bed. Like, I don't see it that way, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's definitely a perspective, but I don't see it as it's empty and she's not there. I think now I'm at a place where when I see her things, I realize the limitations that we have on what it is that she has that's here. And so it's almost like for a long time, it was I didn't wanna get rid of stuff because that was all the stuff that I had. If I got rid of it, there's nothing that's gonna replace it. You know, it's not like she's gonna grow into new clothes and then have new clothes that come and those are gonna replace the ones that are there. You recognize really quickly that everything that you have physically is now very limited. So, it's almost like you think way more into do I really wanna get rid of this? Cause I can't replace it. It's not coming back. But no, when I see her bed now, it's not like I see it and I go, that's where she would have slept. Or it's not a negative thing. Mm. It's a, that's her bed. And I'm in a place mentally where I'm like, okay, I know that she's not physically using it, but can I wrap my head around getting rid of it? And not having it there anymore because then it feels like getting rid of a piece of her. Exactly. Right. And I don't get that back. Right. So for me, it's, I always wanna have a space for her and it's just deciding how big of a space that's gonna be. Because I also don't want to be, like, holding on to stuff unnecessarily.
0: But I th- I think there's a lot of layers on that. You say unnecessarily, but it's really a choice. Like, what is, is there any meaning behind it for you? So for, I can speak from, for myself, early on, don't fucking touch anything. Just leave it the way it is. Like, just, that's how she left it, and that's how I want to remember yes. it. Like, mom can speak to some things, too, that she had downstairs. The
1: cookies, the crackers, the... Anything that we had that was helping her, crackers especially, the cookies especially, it's just, and a lot of the cookies, it was, you know, this is her. So if you want some, I would put on there. You have to ask the baby.
0: I have a picture, I'll post on Instagram or or social media about that too, because I have one on there. Before you touch Mm -hmm. them, ask
1: her, because those are her cookies. Yeah, And we have like... (laughs) Oreos. Yes. (laughs) And we have so many like kids here, Mm -hmm. and it's not, I can't even say that they were kids. We had the... Two teenage boys at the time, and with everybody here, it was very easy to open it and see cookies and go,
2: mine, and mm. just take
1: it. And I didn't want that I specifically got. But it was everybody. It's yeah, everybody. it was everybody in the household everybody that in the house. it was
0: like in the pantry. Like you it's can just go country. in, and everybody if your name's it. not on it, it's free.
1: Yeah. I mean, exactly. yeah, I mean, I've
2: gone in a couple of times like, ooh, no, uh-huh. nope, it's got
1: some else's. a part of it, though, because somebody said if it says Carmen, that means it's free for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to be specific, even though I bought it, I had to be specific. This is for the baby. Otherwise, it's everybody thought, oh, it's. Carmen, bought well, it. It's, it's, it's for the community house. Property. It's for it's community <laughs> property. Yeah. And that's okay. Nobody's but claimed time, it. It's yeah, for everybody. Right, yeah. <laughs> but at the time, there was some stuff that Jess was buying for her kids. Everything's organic, everything, because she yeah. was doing, trying to do the More best expensive. she could. More expensive. Yes. <laughs> and so we have the kids that are going in and going, oh, I'm going to two, three-fister with all of these juices. And then she'd go in and go, what happened to the juices for the kids? And don't look at me. I didn't drink it. (laughs) But now I have to go. And anything organic.
0: So and that's a, another so layer more. of dynamics in the house. It yeah. was okay. Who can I blame for eating these things? Like, oh, was it you? Was it you? Like, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: gone, uh-huh. it's gone. Kind she... of doesn't matter. But <laughs> right. who did
0: it? Goddamn! Like, who ate the the in the um, break room? Who ate my lunch? I right. think I saw a rant recently mm-hmm. of somebody like, who
1: fucking ate my lunch? <laughs> it's like that. But some of the juices she had to take with her medication too. Sure. Yeah. So th- some of them, it was. Okay, so somebody just ate it. Let's just go get some more. But other times it's like she needs to take it within this amount of time. Yeah. Every day it has yeah. to be specific. And somebody drank the last one. And it can't be like that. So yeah. then we started writing everything down. No, and it can't be because it, it can't be her expense all the time. Right. It can't be Jessica's expense all the time. Yeah.
0: But besides the cookies, there were there's like a, a pile of things in the corner that I think pretty early on after she had passed, it was like a Christmas after she had passed, that you like covered it with the blankets that like
1: the other kids that came to the house wouldn't touch it. Right. After she relapsed the first time and it got into her spine, I had to make a decision as far as my work is concerned, because it's not going to be there forever. And I had to make a decision and I retired. Mm -hmm. And so what I ended up doing is purchasing a Barbie RV.
0: Oh, uh uh-huh.
1: And then... Of course, with that comes a horse. Oh. So I had to get a trailer for the horse. (laughs) And then, of course... That's how they
0: get you. Right. And then
1: uh, (laughs) we're going to go camping with the RV. So I had to buy, like, little miniature barbecues. Uh I think what I ended up getting is, like, a market so that we can go in. So there was a cash register cupcake Uh, yeah so i was buying all cereals and all the stuff that you would get at the market but i'd get everything miniature so it could fit inside the barbie rv rv (laughs) (laughs) and i had to buy more barbies and i ended up getting like teenage barbie and a little barbie so her and i would go on adventures together so i have it still yeah i can't get rid of it same spot spot. i won't get rid of it i cover it with a blanket when we have parties because i do not want the other kids playing with it it breaks my heart that somebody just even touches it. Yeah. So and and really it's just the little kids that just you know that's what it's meant for little girls and I no. I just can't handle no. I can't handle anybody I'm... sitting in her chair cuz we also have the little chair. Yeah.
0: she has a little like sofa Hello Kitty sofa chair and anytime like one of the kids even eyeballs it. I'm like, don't you even think about it.
1: No, I have to actually <laughs> literally pick it up and I put that one in the garage because I do not want anybody yeah. even touching it. And it's it's so comfy. Everybody wants to sit on it. Yeah. It's cute.
2: Even I want to sit on it's
1: it. It's yeah. cute. It's very cute, but I can't handle it. I can't handle I'm it. I'm
0: with you. I'm I'm the same. And i it hurts you. It very it's very painful. It's very painful to see something that was once hers that she can no longer play with, that she can no longer use, like even the wheelchair. So at the, so towards, we still have the
1: wheelchair. at the end
0: of her life, she required a wheelchair because she lost function in her, her lower limbs. And so she got around on her wheelchair and we decorated that and she got a custom one and it was bright and beautiful. But that still is in the same spot I think it's always been. And, yes. and it hasn't moved. And I'm with you in not moving any of that stuff. I'll I'll share my personal experience with that in a minute. But Jess, so this is five, we're going on six years this year that she's been gone. And Jess is in a different place about that. I don't want to move anything, but I think you've recently moved like her bed and stuff. So talk through your progression with it. I think early on you didn't want to touch anything, but then you started to be okay with that. Can you tell us like why? Like what, were you, what was your thought process and in, into doing that?
2: That's a big question. I think it's just been the progression through the grief journey and having a different perspective i would say a lot of things shifted when i shifted my mindset from victimization to choice that played a part into how i feel about her things there's still some things that i'm like i can't i mean i'm not in a place where i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna get rid of all her stuff and it's all good you know like i'm not there i still want to have a special space for her but i also recognize too that keeping everything isn't very logical either why not because I'm <laughs> looking at mom right? and she, <laughs> because I mean, clutter, one, uh, cleanliness, two. That's too rational it, for me. I, I don't care how,
0: uh, like, I will try to keep it clean. I will try to not wash things because it just retains her. It retains like her, her stink. I don't know how else to say it. Just her aromas, her, well, you know, like I everything if about her. that's what it is
2: too, because I feel like that's not her like she's with me everywhere I go you know and not like oh I have like how you said like I have a tiny little person following me everywhere Mm -hmm. no but I think it's more of her essence yeah I don't even know how to explain it but it's more it's almost like her love I guess I don't don't know how to explain it I don't think words can explain it but I don't feel it in her things Mm. I feel it in it sounds funny. I feel no. it in my heart. Blah blah blah. No. <laughs> but like it, it doesn't it doesn't sound right, you know? It doesn't sound right. It's more of like I know that she's separate from that, you know. Mm. So I, I don't. I don't think I'm explaining it very well. I think but you're explaining
0: it just fine. I'm. I'm following. Are you following? Okay. Yes. Yeah,
1: so in comparison, we went outside. You and I the other day. and There's no wind, no nothing in the. Oh went. shit! <laughs> and you got scared. And for me, it's this is our normal. Okay, hang on. Let's tell the story. So. The
0: other day, so mom lives in a very high wind Santa Ana area. So we get big winds all the time. Mom has outside in her backyard, she has like a few gardens. So she has like a a fairy garden dedicated specifically for the baby. She also has, I think, well, like early on we had created a side garden by the wall for her too, and put like her little name out there on on something, a metal something Mm. or other. But mom has a specific area that has some wind chimes, and she puts the, what is it, the butterfly stuff, the milkweed? So in this particular area, she has wind chimes. And I was visiting one night, I don't know if we were recording or what, and I was just hanging out in the backyard, it was dark outside. And typically in this area, we get winds all the time, so the chimes moving is no big thing. But this particular night, it was dead silent. There was no but where wind. You guys
2: outside, was she trying to show you like the new things that she was growing the, in she the was, garden?
0: She was mom was getting going to cut some cilantro for dinner or something, or yeah. for me to take home because yes. I was going to drive back home. And so she's she has all these big garden Herbstes. pots uh, garden boxes, boxes whatever, yeah, yeah, some garden boxes outside and. She was going to pull some cilantro so I could take it home because I put cilantro on nearly everything. So we were outside and we're walking into the back and I have to use my phone flashlight because there's not a light that gets in that back area.
1: So we have a light, but it just isn't
0: that corner. Right, and Mm -hmm. so as we get toward the corner, I hear the chimes go off, but it didn't register right away. And so as soon as it registered, I froze. I like stopped in my tracks and I looked back at them like, "What just moved? That was that a dog? Because we had the dogs out there too." So I was like,
2: "Right, but there was no wind. Myself. There was no wind. There was, was no person there. No, there nothing. Was, there is nothing physically capable of moving the chimes at nothing that point. Nothing at
0: all. Nothing." So I'm frozen, and Mom, I tell Mom, Mom, who. Did you, what were those chimes? Who hit those chimes? How, why did they just move? There should have been no movement on those chimes, and there was. And as soon as I asked Mom, "Did you just move those chimes?" she was like, "No." I was freaked out because I don't what do, else well. do I tell you? I, well. I said, hang well, hang on. I said, "Because I, I don't do well with ghosts. Like, I'm not about ghosts, spirits, and ghosts. Like, <laughs> if you're in in person, like that whole moving of the thing in the other room when I was meditating, while I." I appreciated the communication. It freaked me the fuck out. And this freaked me the fuck out. So I froze. And when I told mom, she was like, oh, that was probably just the baby.
1: I was like, (laughs) what? No. What time (laughs) is it? And you're (laughs) off. 7.23. It
0: was 7.23. It was. Okay. So we're not making this up. I'm going to try to pull off the security video on mom's house and post that. It would still be there? Do you know. still have it? I think I you think sent it to me. Yeah, I think I did. You oh. sent it to me, so I have it on my phone, and I'll post it so you guys can see. I'm not fucking making this shit up. Like, this shit is
1: real. But it's
2: hard to see, honestly. The don't a fucking tell me it's hard to see. It <laughs> it's happens. hard to see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what you can see is me freezing, because I'm like, what was she that? Yeah, what she what was that? Uh
1: huh. <laughs> she, she stopped midway to where we were going. I'm like, what is she doing?
0: And Mom was Totally peaceful about it. And totally you guys had, cool. like,
1: opposite reactions. 100%.
2: She was like,
1: keep it pushing. What yeah. are you doing? I'm like, no, we're, we're like- going to
2: die. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. But anyway,
0: like, that does scare me. And I don't feel like her things have, like, her spirit in it. What I don't want to change about her things are, like, a smell or, like, her hair. Like, if that was left over, I wouldn't want to mess with anything like that. Her bed, I don't even want to mess with. I don't think she's there, but I think it's just like, eh, I can't explain it. It's There's just some things that I'm not willing to sacrifice or give up because it's her stuff. And if I did give them up, it would be like I would be getting rid of her, although she's, I know she's not in it, but I would be getting rid of, like, the things that remind me of her. I don't ever want to not be reminded of her. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes the reminders are painful, like you said. Like, seeing her empty bed, that's painful. But I also don't not want to see her bed because if for some reason, for me, that means that we're... "Quote unquote, getting over it or moving on, and I think that's a an emotion and a feeling that I'm working through because I know it's we're never going to move on, we're never going to get over it. But these things are representative of still like remembering her. I think one of my big fears is that I will forget memories or I'll forget things, and I think this helps solidify that for me a bit.
2: Well, and it feels dishonorable. Yes, I think that's a great word. Uh Yes.
0: Yes. And everything that she has here is like princessy and pink and beautiful. And that beauty, though, keeps her alive for me. It keeps like the memory of her alive. And so it's, it's really difficult for me to let that go. And yeah. to see you move it was really upsetting.
1: <laughs> well, I can tell you that I know that I overdo everything. I already know that about myself, but there was a sunshade that we used when we went to, I think we went to Bakersfield. My husband was golfing, and we went, remember, we went over there towards the beach. We stayed in the RV. That sunshade, the baby used it, and somebody wanted, after she passed, one of the boys wanted to take it, you know, and he took it without asking, but they asked their dad, (laughs) and when I saw that he was coming back with it, I'm like, who told you you can take that? Oh, my dad. My dad said it was his. And so I, you know, properly stomped up upstairs to talk to my husband about why he's letting the baby stuff get used by other people. And he said, Hun, I won that in a golf tournament. I didn't know it was that important. Well, he just didn't know that you associated a special time with her. Yes. I'm associating things that have no business being as she be everything associated. that she touched <laughs> let I me tell anybody you anybody using anything that she touched okay and so i'm okay gonna i'm else. gonna tell
0: you my story about what shouldn't be messed with and that's almost stupid because i've told this story to my therapist before and i kept saying it's really stupid so i'm gonna warn you this is a really stupid thing that i have of hers so when she first got sick i was going back and forth from la to the inland empire to see mom and I would take like laundry and stuff because we were living in the apartment. So I'd have to load up a car. But the car that I was in was pretty small, and I'd have to also load up the dogs because I didn't, you know, I wanted to take them with me, and they could go in the yard and play and your be dogs, free. Yeah. My dogs, yeah.
1: And you're you big dog.
0: I have two dogs. I have a pit bull, and I and she's 55 pounds. Um, and then I have a mastiff who's 110 pounds. So I couldn't just get like any car. It had to be a, a nice sized car. So. I leased a car at that time so that I could make these trips and that things would be comfortable for the dogs. Those are my kids, sorry. But like I bought um, or I leased a Chevy Traverse because you can lay flat the third um, row seating and it was big enough for the dogs to be comfortable and I could still load things in like the middle section. So what was really fun about that too is the baby really enjoyed being in the back. I don't know why but it was like she liked to be Yeah, (laughs) she liked to be like out of sight but like almost chauffeured like because it it was a little bit elevated and so you can kind of see like the world from back there mm-hmm. and so she liked to be in the back and it was really cool because i could take her for rides and she'd be like let me send them back you know and we'd go in the back and i could take a lot of people like because we did things always as a family i could mm-hmm. pile a bunch of folks in my car and we can just go pre-covid Break open for sure. But every time that we would go somewhere, Jess would give everybody, not Jess, but like we would all grab a bottle of water to make sure that we didn't get thirsty and we'd put all of our names on the top of the cap with the permanent marker.
2: So we didn't spread germs.
0: Sure, that too. But I think it was just mostly to keep us hydrated right. and we yes, didn't so it have headaches. somebody, who left
2: their water here? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. it was. We would know because yeah. everyone's
0: had a name on it. And so after she had passed, I had found a partially drunk water bottle of hers in the back of my car. It was like a trigger. And I cried hysterically because for me, that water was nourishment for her little body. And to know that that particular bottle was like a piece of her, it's not. I know it's not. But I know that like that nourishment, that necessity for her body, it just it had so much emotion in that stupid water bottle. And so I couldn't get rid of it. I kept it. And to be honest, it's still in my truck today. It's gone from car to car after that car. So when it was time for me to return that lease, it's a funny story. It's actually another like sign, I wanna say. So, when it was time to re- return that car and get a new one, my husband and I were cleaning out the car and he unknowingly dumped that one. He dumped like all the water out of it and then threw it in like a bag of trash that the dealership was gonna take for us to go throw away. And as I left the lot and even on the way home, I was crying hysterically about that stupid water bottle. I can't tell you what it is about that water bottle, but I was just so emotionally attached to that water bottle that I like, I was doing a really ugly cry where I couldn't catch my breath. Like it was like, <laughs> you know, like I couldn't let go that my husband just trashed the water bottle. And I'm sh- I'm sure he felt like a piece of shit, like so bad bottle. for yeah. throwing away a water bottle that he knew not- had nothing. No attachment to it. He was like, so it's "just another one of water bottle," because there was tons in my car. I drink water constantly, and I leave them in the car. But this particular one, don't fucking touch. And he touched it and threw it away. Now a few months later go by, and there were some things that I had moved from that car to the new car that I had bought at that time. And everything was just in the back of it. And I hadn't gone through it. One day I was in there and I can't remember the circumstances or what the story was, why I was even back there. But I remember being so mad still about that water bottle. And then all of a sudden, I find it back there and it's empty. For whatever reason, that water bottle, it didn't make it in that trash can. Why? I don't know. I have no idea why. But when I found that, hard, ugly cry again. I'm like, why is this? Why? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You knew how much this meant to me. When I told him about it, he was like, Oh, thank God. I won't have to live this out for the rest of my life that (laughs) I threw away this water bottle. Right? So this water bottle stays with me and it has stayed with me through every vehicle. And it's still in my new truck today. Even it's just sitting in the back in the arm. And if you ever fucking touch it, I might kill you. Like, it's just like, don't fucking touch these things. But these things, like, that, to me, doesn't make any sense. Like, I can't rationalize it myself, even talking about the story. And when I told my therapist, I think he was laughing at me, too. Like, this is such a...
2: Yeah. Inside inside his body, (laughs) silently. I can't explain why this water bottle even has any emotional attachment to it. It doesn't hold memories of... Her being back there and her being alive, essentially.
0: Yeah, and keeping her alive. Water keeps you alive. You need water to live. And I think that's probably a part of it. But even when I got rid of, like, that first car that she really loved, her being in it, it was really hard for me to let that car go. Like, I remember texting you guys going, this was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be to let that car go because she had, like, memories in there. We had gone places in there. The whole reason I bought that car was really to be home with her, so... There, it are, it's things like that that really, like, I can't let go. And it seems like you can. You can let some things just. Yeah, well, but it's, not everything. Things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not
1: everything. Yeah, it's not everything. She still has that car. Mine's a
0: fucking water bottle, Jess. Yeah. Like, what could you possibly get rid of that's, yeah. like, less than that?
1: <laughs> yeah, for me, yeah. too. My car, too. It's the last one that I bought. And I bought it because it was going to be so much more comfortable for us to. Ride in the Tahoe, and mm-hmm. she loved to be in the back. Yeah, and it was just so roomy, and just I I don't know what it was. I it, I couldn't even just hand her the Starbucks. I had to close the door over <laughs> go to the side so I could. Because she's her the, the, the only one in the car. <laughs>
0: yeah, she's the only one. It's you and her, and she has to sit
1: all the way in you the know, back. Yeah, you, and she loved it. Yeah, she loved it, loved it. But I think she just like loved new things too. Huh? She just uh-huh. like the new experiences.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well so. and to speak to that too it's it's not that i i don't feel it you know, it's everything that she has. It gives that quick hesitation where you're like, ooh, do I want to throw this away? You know? But
0: is it throw it away in the trash? Like, do well, you throw on things in is. the trash? It depends
2: on what it is. Have you thrown anything
0: in the trash? Uh,
2: trash.
1: <laughs> so here's the thing. we were. <laughs> I have a water bottle, okay? <laughs> yeah. That to me <laughs> yeah. is trash, but My, it's not. But it does, it, hands- it does
2: give you that quick hesitation because you think about it and you're like, oh, but no. So it's like there's been like little erasers and stuff, you know, on the floor that I found when I'm cleaning up. And yeah. I'm like she doesn't need an eraser now she probably she didn't hold this eraser as something special but she didn't you know? she doesn't need her clothes now either you're right right uh-huh. she's so how so do you the justify the, is, she's giving me
1: a, a lot of her stuff that she's like yeah i'm gonna get rid of this and i'm like no she checks with you first well something some of the things that like my mom made that i made i'm like no you're not no i'm keeping this <laughs> Well, so t- so mom sure. is a bit
0: of a hoarder now with all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> she
2: has a I ton can, of stuff. I can't. But because I'm with says, you. Yeah. I'm with you. But to me, it's what I can rationalize to keep, you know. And it's like if if I keep everything, the room is going to be throwing up with just stuff that is just sitting there. So yeah the And so And is- I want to have. I want to be able to have a space for her that I go into and I feel like is something that she would be proud of, I guess. I don't know, you know, because if it was just a whole bunch of junk piled up, she
1: wouldn't she wouldn't even want to hang out no, in there. I, I totally agree with that. And it's gotten me... I mean, it took this long for me to get to the point of where I'm at right now. The other day, she was going through stuff and she's going to get rid of stuff. And my husband saw, well, just put it in the Goodwill she's going to throw it in the trash. And I go, just let her be. Because if she's able to... Do that, then I have to be able to get myself to the point of getting rid of some stuff that really I don't need. Twenty dresses, if I keep one, but every single one of those, if if I made it, it was something specific for her, and I just I'm not ready to let that go. Yeah, yeah, and even like the stuff that my mom did it for her at the time, I thought, mom, (laughs) because she was things were a little crooked or (laughs) some of the um, thread. When she was knitting, if she ran out of a color, she used a different color. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And now, I mean, that's all I do is think about how she kept her warm. But it does. It brings up
2: all those emotional things. It, like, brings everything to the forefront for some reason. It's just like a reminder of everything that happened, a reminder of what it is that you want to be or don't want to be, you know, a reminder of the limitations now that you have on physical things that you actually have the memories associated with it, you know, but it's still going through that rationalization of why exactly like you, it's just, why am I so attached to this? Why? A water bottle,
1: (laughs) but some (laughs) things collect dust. If we're not, you know, constantly on it, that's what it's doing is just collecting dust and it's not good for any of us to be breathing all that stuff in, let alone think that her DNA is still on there or something, because that's what I would think. And then I don't know if you've seen, but if, if you watch Hoarders as well... I mean, what what kinds of
2: things do they do? They're like, okay, take a picture of this and just keep, you know, because if it's the memory that you're associated with, then yeah. take a picture of it and get rid of it, that way you still have the picture to say, oh yeah, I remember when oh, we did this, you, this, and that. That's you know? a good idea. I, I don't like watching, water but yeah, <laughs> but I wouldn't. So I still wouldn't mad. take a picture
0: of that water bottle. I'll I'll, yes. I'll keep that as as long as I need to yeah. keep it. And but it's been six years and I still keep it. Like it's a stupid water bottle, but I can't.
2: Get rid of it. And so what's interesting, too, is that, I mean, it's not like you have a ton of things of hers. I have you know? notes. I have pictures. Um, because what I'm saying is yours, what you have there, yeah. your house is more limited even than what we have. Yeah. You know? So it's like me getting rid of stuff isn't going to have as much of an impact on the quantity as much as it will for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I know that, like, I've seen a lot of stories of other families that have lost their kids and they keep the room intact. They don't change a thing. Right, i you know I've heard
1: that. But they'll go in there and, like, clean up and dust and do all that stuff. Like, like if the person's still alive, just, you know. Like, you
0: just, you, I think it's a way for someone to heal, um, to cope. They all sit like I'll see and I wish I could do that. I think sometimes just be alone, be in their room and just like you immerse yourself in them. And that's a way to stay connected. Uh And so I think getting rid of things that help me stay connected is what's like it's challenging for me.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, but there's some stuff like that sun thing that I was talking about before, like clothes or toys that I bought that she never touched. Why am I keeping that? You know, still I could get rid of like one thing, and it still makes me go through trauma inside. But I still have to tell myself she never even touched it. It was just stuff that we had bought before. You know, she was giving the six months. Yeah. Because now
2: that we're on the subject, are we going to get rid of some stuff? Like, why do we still have the box? What box? A Valentine's. Maybe
0: now is not a good time me, to
1: ask. <laughs> tell me when you do if you're going gonna... to. But
0: there was like a jewelry making kit that she had that would, she would make us little bracelets and necklaces and stuff. And you were going to get rid of it. And I was like, no, I'll take it. And it's just sitting in like my nightstand in my house. Did
1: she let you take?
0: Yeah, she was going to get rid of it. It's not like I took it. She was like going to toss it. And she's like, do you want that? Yes. But I don't know what I'm doing with it. (laughs) It is just sitting there. Anything that has any connection to her, I want to have and keep. So like we talked about the dreams. I want to keep those dreams as a memory. You know, my Mm -hmm. memories, I want to keep those. I, I don't want those to fade away. But I do feel like a lot of them are fading away. I almost feel like her life was a little bit like a dream. Like, did that really exist? Because it was so short and so painful and just so traumatic that like anything that helps me stay connected with her, I want to keep. So if you're going think... to get rid of anything, ask me, ask mom before you do. Or if <laughs> right? you do it, don't tell us. Because it's just, it's really going to be painful and upsetting if I see those things go. Because to me, it's like you're, you're letting. Yeah, but isn't
2: it going to be equally as painful when you find out? Just don't tell me. Well, okay, let's just say I didn't tell you and the wheelchair was gone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> i will take it out of the trash if that's what she does no it's not gonna happen i will rent a storage area or whatever so she doesn't see it but no
0: yeah that one that one will be extremely painful and there's nothing that's gonna happen to bring it back like if you decide to get rid of it one day and not tell us i can't bring it back like, if it's out and let's say you donate it to another kid that might need it, you I know. know, like, right, that would I'm, be I'm great. I'm trying to
2: not ruin your month
0: either. You it know? would be more than a month, right. probably. It, but it's it's part of the process. Like, I I don't know if I, I have to do it in order to, like, to get through it and to do the work in order to be able to do, like, things like that moving forward or what that might mean for me. But, like, I know that day will come one day. Maybe not, because mom will just keep it and not... <laughs> Mom's going to keep it, right? Yes. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more about things because it made me think about something else that was challenging at first when she passed. And I had mentioned this before that, like, it was really difficult when the other grandkids were around because it would go from counting five to now counting four. Uh-huh. But that was also the case when, like, Christmas came around or birthdays came around. And I I wanted to buy her a gift like I normally would. And include her like I normally would, but what was the point? I would just be collecting things, and then there's no emotional tie to it,
2: right? And then I mean, but I mean, there's always creative solutions to, to donating it. And that's, that's what something.
0: I did. Yeah. So early on, I want you to talk about things that you might have done or you, mom, might have done, but I'll show what I did early on. Is I would still buy the socks. I would still buy the dresses. I would still buy the things I would typically buy. But I would package it up and send it to give kids the world, or give send it to another organization affiliated with childhood cancer to help another kid, or to bring you know a gift to another kid when they're in the hospital, right? Because you you can't really get a ton of visitors when you're in treatment, and it's the holidays, and we we can talk all day about those days, right? Where we're just stuck in a hospital, but like it was things like that that I could that helped me. It helped me heal a little bit to still be able to make those purchases but it benefits somebody else, but it was in her name. So I would still do things like I would. this would have been hers. I would have bought her this dress. I know she could never wear it. I'm still gonna buy it because I still want to make that purchase like I would every year to buy her something. But I would donate it instead.
2: Yeah, but that was still a process that you had to work through, right? Because honestly, purchasing something, I mean, I can only say what I felt, but purchasing something and not being able to physically give it to her was painful as well. Yes. You know, so it was like not doing it. Yeah, not doing it was painful. Yeah. Doing it was still painful. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't like, oh, this solved the problem for me and now everything's good. It was still painful either way. Yeah. But I feel like not not, want to. Yeah, not doing anything was just a little bit more painful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But
0: doing it also was like, almost seemed like a waste. But not like you. I did it for my own self-care, I should say, that it was just like I needed to do this. I still needed to include her. I still needed to make it seem like like I normally would. But I knowing that this wasn't going to go actually to her, that somebody else might benefit from it. Great. Like that was that I think that was the balance for me. The offset is to go, although I know this is painful to buy. I know I'm buying it, but it's going to help somebody else or it's going to bring a smile to another kid's face, you know, that might be in whatever treatment that they're in. Mm-hmm. So that was another process for me, too, with things is like I I know that like it was going to be a challenge to, to adjust to the new normal of we still want to include her. But how do we include her? But when she's not here, are there mm-hmm. any other solutions that you can think of, of during that time when... We,
2: yeah, so for me it was tiny things because you realize very quickly, okay, if I purchase these things and I don't give them away, then they're piling up, Yeah, you know, yeah. and I don't need a pile of stuff. stuff, period. So it became, okay, well, she liked everything miniature. So if I buy something super tiny, you know, I can keep <laughs> it. I can keep Minimal it. space. Yeah, <laughs> I can keep it in a place, you know, and lots uh-huh. of other little tiny things can go with it and it'll be okay, it's not going to, like, overtake the whole house, yeah, you know? Yeah, So it was just.
0: Depends on how many tiny things you get. Right,
2: right, <laughs> right. But, I mean, it was it was incorporating things that work for you where you can say, okay, I am still able to do something that makes me feel like she's included, mm-hmm. but that's not, you know, making me lose all of my money or, you know, fill up my house with clutter or. I don't care about the money thing. i mean let's talk today i was at downtown disney earlier
0: this week and i still buy her pins because when she went to disney world she started a pin collection and mom tell us about her first experiences with pins and you getting her pins
1: and then her trading the good ones away so (laughs) (laughs) what ended up happening when we went to because i think our first experience with that was when we went to disney world right
2: Yeah, because the reality is they had the pin exchange at both Disneyland and Disney World. And while we were here at Disneyland, they didn't really care. No, No,
1: but when we went to Disney World, they did. I want to say it
2: it was more prominent there, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah.
1: You could exchange with, I guess, at every shop. And I don't know if any of the workers that are dressed up, you know, like if they're in Frontierland, they're dressed up like in Mm -hmm. Pioneer Days or whatever. Mm -hmm. Some of those are carrying them in as long as they're an employee and you ask them, you could trade pens. Mm-hmm. And some of the pens that I had purchased at Disney World were kind of expensive. <laughs> and she would choose those to trade sometimes. <laughs> and, and she would get one that I thought, Well, this one's you crappy. This? Yeah. This <laughs> you sure traded off
2: a crappy one for this <laughs> one?
1: Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. So part of that, though, is that her brother ended up losing his uh, lanyard that had all these pens on it. And so what I did is I went to the, a local store afterwards, not at Disney World, but we were back from Disney World. I went to the store because poor kid was crying his eyes out. And I purchased him.
2: A lanyard, set.
1: Mm-hmm. a new lanyard, and then a whole mess of pins that were, you know, basically $5, $7. I don't think they were any more than $10 as opposed to $20 plus mm-hmm. at Disney World. Yeah. And then it became a, you could trade any one of these if yeah. you want to. It's all good. So don't it all touch these things. Yeah. yeah. But those things are still, when I see them, it still reminds me of Disneyland, being with her and Right. How much fun they had! Oh my gosh! And, and well, it was just the excitement. Yeah, it was excitement
2: of seeing what somebody else had yes, trying to find something that she wanted. But it was yeah. that experience of being able to watch her enjoy that, watch them yes.
1: enjoy that. And, and she wasn't one to walk up to strangers. No. But that was one of those things that she was like, okay, I'm going to talk to her. She and tapped her so shoulder. Hey, let's go ask them. Come on. <laughs> Come yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she she had a good time with it. Yeah. You can't stop that. So even though I'm looking yeah. at, I never said, why do you have to do that when <laughs> I was just like mm. <laughs> do you know oh, okay. <laughs> so that
0: was bringing me to my point is she partook in this activity of pin trading at Disney World and we still make it a point anytime we go to Disneyland or any of the Disney parks whatever's open because of COVID has been affecting what has been open but to still bring pins that she might love or she might want that are like the princesses or anything that really resonates with us. I mean, I think the last and one... we are
2: at now two fat lanyards that
0: are full of pins. <laughs> I just brought like five today, so, because I was there earlier this week, but that, like I, and remember I said like the money thing kind of doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, it does to, to a degree, but like those little pins are like 10, 12 bucks each. Like, who cares? It makes me feel good to still bring new pins that I know that she would want, hopefully not trade, but that she would still want. And there was a really cute one I brought. I think it was a week or um, the last time I went before this week was we're really connected to the Little Mermaid Princess. Mm -hmm. There was a pin of Sebastian and it said, this world is a mess. And I was like, this is COVID like to a (laughs) T, right? So I, I brought that one home for the two connections. But like those things for me still like I know we're collecting them and it's like a trade, right? Like it's like a, a hobby to collect pins. And it is taking up room. But until you tell me to stop, I'm gonna keep doing it. Just cause it's something that, you know, an activity she loved and and if I could find a cute one for her, I'll do it. Like and I'll continue to do it. I don't and if you said stop doing it, I'd probably just create my own lanyard and keep doing it. You know, it's just it whatever works for me, whatever helps me heal. But I, I don't know if there was any significance for for you, Jess, in her things, and and you, and what that process was like to move her bedroom, because now her bunk bed is out of your room, and if there was any challenge with
2: that. Well, there's always a hesitation. There's always a hesitation, because it's not only like, okay, I already know, if I'm okay with it, I'm pretty sure mom and Jack are not going to be okay <laughs> with it. So how do I... Do this. So it's really yeah. not like a, a personal work that you have to do.
0: It's what you have to do because well, it's of both. us. It's, it's both.
2: It's both. So okay. I have to get myself to a place where I'm okay with it. And uh-huh. then I go, okay, now what? You oh, know? shoot. So then I present the idea.
1: Hey, so I was thinking. Of, it's hard because with me, I struggle because I keep thinking if she's able to do that, why am I having such a hard time with it?
2: Yes, Jessica, you're just better than us. You know what else it's connected to though? Huh. For real, for real? Huh. Is that I think when we've read like spirituality and different kind of books and stuff we've read that like your loved one will not come around if you're like living in a mess. Right. They you don't know? like really. Yeah. Right. You, you, like you can't be like a clutter.
1: They clutter. Like yeah. clutter yeah. Uh
2: huh. So it's like like cleanliness is close to godliness, yeah. right? And
1: right. <laughs> I just made a but face. Like,
2: <laughs> no. But like I've read that before, and I'm like, oh. I don't know that I truly believe it, but clearly I must sort of, you know, because I'm like I want to keep this an area that she wants to come to, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like I'm gonna go visit mom and she has, you know, all these pins everywhere and all these gifts that go to nowhere and all this stuff just everywhere, you know. You're telling stuff me just to everywhere. stop get pins? No, because oh, okay. <laughs> no. that pins. There's still space on okay. the line here. I
1: think we're good. Okay, but
2: no, but I mean like you know it's okay to an extent.
1: You you have to have your own boundaries, you know, each one's individualized, but And you may not be able to do it in the beginning. It takes a while before you start getting Yeah, like, in the beginning okay, I didn't want to get I rid of do. anything. And there's always going to be something that you can't get rid of. There's but, still going to and it's going to be a while yeah. before you can. Is but, there something but as you
2: work on it, there's there it's not as it doesn't feel as heavy. It's, mm. it's a hesitation instead of breakdown heaviness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh huh. But the, of course, there's certain things that I already know. Like I'm not getting rid of like certain shoes. I'm not getting rid of mm. because they're still holding on to those specific memories, or because I know for sure. Oh, she loved these shoes. I'm not getting rid of these oh. shoes. You know. Yeah. So there's still certain things that I'm like. There's that's a no go. No no <laughs> fly zone right here. You know. Yeah. Um,
1: but there's some things that I'm like. Eh, like she, she touched this maybe once. What
2: do I need this for? I think that's
1: what, when there is something that, like, it's giving me a hard time, that's what she'll say. Mom, she never even used it. Or she never even, she didn't even like it, you (gasps) know, or whatever. But it's like something that somebody gave her a toy or whatever. And she's like, she opened it, but she didn't ever really play with it. So why are we holding on to it? So I keep telling myself, if mom can, I can't hold her back from that.
0: Yeah, and just as really <laughs> kicked our asses and what we should or shouldn't be doing sometimes and really checking our emotions oh, cool. right yeah like everything like i've mentioned plenty of times on this podcast alone just like you're just in a different space and a place that i'd like to get to one day i'm not comfortable with a lot of things that you are yet and i don't know what it is that's causing me but i'm i'm okay because i'm not alone mom's with me too she'll agree with me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: true I know for a fact that men handle these things differently, but to be honest, the main people in here were all the females. My yeah. my husband had to make sure that the bills were paid. He couldn't take time off to do much of anything, but to ask him, he'll say, the one biggest regret I have is that I wasn't there with you guys to help you out. And and I understand it, but the bills still had to be paid. We still needed a roof over our head. How else was that going to happen? Yeah. She battled for three and a half years. Nobody holds on to your job for three and a half years. That's
0: true. Yeah, at some point, I'd like to get a male's perspective of the journey because we don't we don't have that. It's just us three at this point. So right. I I'm hoping that some I can get somebody to speak about the male you know perspective. Uh-huh. But do you think any at any point in time you could get rid of your car? My car, yeah. if it
2: came down to it, and I had to, then. Do you I think mean, that would be emotional for me? I you? mean if I if I was able to handle everything that everybody handled so far? Yeah, I I can say it'll for sure be emotional, but will I survive? Yes. Of course you'll survive, but I
0: I mean I can't compare. But I fucking lost it when I got rid of that first car. It's
1: hard. I think it's really hard. And it was hard when you changed cars for mm-hmm. me, too, because for me, it held some memories of her in there, too. But I can say that she loved new cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? One that we, every <laughs> single time that anybody had a new car, that's where she wanted to be driving in. Do you remember? So what? I know she's going to love it when she finally replaces her car. Do you remember when
0: my husband bought that, like, convertible? What was that kind of car? It's a Chevy, it's a Chevy something. something. Yeah, it was it an like a SSR truck. or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But it,
1: didn't it look like a, an open truck? Like, at the back of it or something? Or am I thinking a different car?
0: No, it I had think a, it was convertible, but it was like a hard top convertible.
1: He took her. It was like a two-seater little
0: fast truck. truck. But it's so dangerous. He, like, that down the street. and But she did love it. I think she just loved to be, like, chauffeured anywhere in new yeah. things. But yeah. but, yeah. New
1: things. She was so much into new things. Anybody... Had, like, the new car, the new anything. She was so excited to get yeah. new anything. Yeah.
0: But I think what was important for that is because he no longer has that car, but we have a picture of them about to leave down the street. <laughs> so that whole hoarding thing yeah, and, and taking pictures. Yeah, and my heart was dropping. Yeah, because it was only to was like, oh,
2: crap. <laughs> like, he's going to want her to have fun, uh-huh. and she's going to be laughing, and uh-huh. they're going to be going the speed limit, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so yeah. I was like,
1: oh, prayer, please. Yeah. I think it's rough because, like she was saying, you associate a memory of it. And so it's so hard to get rid of that because you think you're going to get rid of the memory, but you're not.
0: I know. It's just work. I know that I have to work on those things Mm because it's like I'm attached. I'm attached. She's not attached,
1: Mm -hmm. but I'm attached to it because of her. So it's... This house. This house, yes. My gosh, there was a point because we bought it at the wrong time. The market crashed. We were so underwater Underwater this thing yeah that we were considering having to you know switch and buy a different kind of house or whatever and this is really so convenient and it's so big and way more than we should have paid for it in the first place but yeah it was such a blessing it has been such a
0: blessing it's so crazy throughout the phases of
1: life this has been quite the blessing yes it has so being able to provide for like when you decided you were going to come over here that wasn't a big deal cool yeah. you can have the, I just the kicked, room that we use as an office kicked yeah. your husband out of his yeah. office oops <laughs> when you know when you moved out because you had the second biggest room she moved in and how did that timing happen? Yeah. And it was right before she got diagnosed. The yeah. same year that you moved in, she got diagnosed. And I thought, wow. how does that happen? But I know we that she had problems before. We knew from the get-go that there was something else going on. We just didn't attach it to cancer. Yeah. But once that got attached to her, then it was like, how in the world did this happen? And, you know, again, thinking about there was so many people that had walked away from their homes and stuff, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well... There Maybe was a that, reason for a it. There a reason why yeah. all of this stuff. So Everything happens the way it's supposed yeah. to happen. We but you struggled, know, you know struggled, what's struggled, funny? But we still kept it going. And that's yeah. why I said, my husband couldn't stop working. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. And he depended a lot on overtime yeah. to keep up with the bills. So that means more time away from the family, though. It was so, It was
0: kind of funny when we were growing up, we lived in a... It was technically just like a two-bedroom one home, one-bath one home. And somehow we ended up, I think, at some point having like 10 people live there.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah, I don't, I don't care. I, have, I want all my family living with them, even if Oops. they bring someone else with them.
0: <laughs> but mom's always been like a provider, right? Like if you can't stay on your feet for whatever reason, she's always been a backbone support for us and she's always thinking of us and what she does and i can't thank you enough and i'm sure jess is grateful for you as well you can tell her if you
1: want. not sure how we survived yeah well i can tell you i don't know my husband says the same thing though if you guys live someplace else if your sister was in another home he would never see his wife because that's where i would be Mm -hmm. wherever she was at so thank goodness that they were here yeah that you guys were here yeah it, it didn't make any sense for it to be otherwise. How is she going to raise two children with one of them is battling cancer? That's crazy. Yeah. I definitely needed the family support during yes. that time, 100%. Yes, but some people I know, I understand. And it wasn't like I thought everybody doesn't have this. I thought everybody had it. Everybody has a family. But then when you start looking at other stories, you see that that's not the norm. Yeah. For me, that's the norm. I can't even say that there was the norm with my mom. It was the norm for me because of the issues that my mom had had, it was more like, I took care of everybody. I took care of my sisters. I took care of my brother. Yeah. And I always felt like we're in this together. Yeah. The four of us are in this together. And now it's my family. Now this is, this is our family. We're in this together. I mean, you shouldn't feel like you're battling this by yourself.
2: Well, what I think it's amazing too, is that extended, you know, it wasn't just like me. It was like, I felt like I could depend on you guys. And I felt like you guys could, you could depend on your sisters sisters, and, your brother and I felt like you can depend on you know your husband and your siblings and you know
1: your aunts and your
2: uncles I felt like it extended to right yeah
1: your older brother did everything he could but one of the things I remember that they said just we didn't want to get in the way either though
2: yeah and we uh, didn't
1: want to bring the kids with you know all these germy germs and that's the first time I remember that they did like zoom calls or you know yeah. Where we can see video them. calls. Video yeah. calls. Yeah, that's the first time I remember that we ever did that. So we did everything that we could. I know for a fact that we didn't see your brother and the kids as much as I would have wanted to. If I could have moved them back in here, yeah. I would have. Yeah. But that wouldn't have been helping her because right. the baby shouldn't be with other kids. I mean, it was bad enough we had. Yeah,
2: she had to do school at home to yeah, not be around other kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think like to sort of illustrate the fact, I definitely felt like I was carrying a super heavy load. And even though there were some things that I did have to carry on my own, I felt like you guys helped carry that load for me. And then so on and
1: so on. Everybody sort of pitched in a little bit was like, let me help. Let me help. Let me help. But sometimes I think you didn't even know what you needed. And that was the hard part. There was so much In the middle of it, I knew exactly
2: what I needed. Fix it. Get the cancer to disappear. And I'm good. And you you would say
1: that. I would ask you what do you need? And you'd say, a cure. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that I can do for you? Find a cure, investigate it, Google it. <laughs> it was. It's hard because that's all you can think of. You didn't say until you actually needed it, like I'm out of socks or you know whatever it was, simple stuff, or I need some oatmeal because I haven't eaten. So
0: we were talking about things.
1: Was it difficult
0: for you to take photos throughout the cancer journey? Because you took a lot of them. You did a lot of pictures for like the blog and to keep people posted and and ended up being where you had a lot of pictures throughout the cancer journey, and it fed into, like, her celebration of life video. Uh-huh. So, like, knowing that these pictures were going to be, like, documenting her
2: limited life, was that hard for you? There was times where I took pictures, and I definitely was like, I wish I was just at disneyland taking regular pictures you know but i would say in the end i knew for sure that i would have rather had pictures than not have pictures and then of course at the time when i'm taking pictures i'm not sitting there saying these are the last pictures that she's ever going to take you know for me a lot of the motivation was these are pictures that we can look back and go look at what we survived. you know and Mm. even though yes that's still the case it was more of big hopefulness because of the percentage that we were giving and her chances and all that stuff was like okay, this is going to show the hardship that we went through and then we're going to get back on the other side of the rainbow and be like, and look where we're at now, you know? Yeah, and yeah. yes, while that's still the case, it wasn't the storyline that I had exactly planned on. Picture, yeah. Because pictures aren't things you'll ever get rid of. Right. Or Those are one things. Even the
0: frames, I think some of them were like handmade frames. But there's a picture downstairs we have currently where she's in a wheelchair and she had like a tea party. Yeah, she had a, a school gathering like if you ever get rid of photos I might have your neck like that's just one thing that like you just don't get rid of and that that one I think is a normal item that's you treasure forever um but I would reconsider water
1: bottles if I were you <laughs> and we also have that Big, huge picture that we haven't moved either. The one that we used for her funeral.
0: Oh, yeah. The one on the wall. Yeah, those ones
2: are tough to move or do anything with. Well, and I did move it, and it was... It wasn't hard for me but because I was using it, but it sounded like it was hard for you. what
1: happened to the... Who took this picture out? Yeah.
2: But you were there
1: with it. I know, but (laughs) she didn't put it back, and she didn't ask before she took it. I know it's hers, but it was like, where's my picture? Oh, I'm using it for the pictures. Well, well. Yeah. So I know, it's just initially, it's like, you know, that's why she's right there, so we can see her every time we come downstairs. Yeah, I would kiss it. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs>
1: but so nice I it. didn't, didn't know that. If there's
0: part. ever a smudge on there, <laughs> it's
1: probably me. But I try to keep it clean. But when she took her pictures wasn't it nice to see that that picture was there too i mean oh, yeah. i would rather that her daughter was there with her but For that was sure. a way of honoring her daughter For because sure. it still feels like to me that a lot of the things that she achieves is because she has you know her daughter has her back yeah i mean when we talk about coincidences there has been even some like she has told us when she's in class and she was saying you know help me get a really easy and then they would give her room numbers and they ended up being 23 and 7 mm. right mm-hmm. and it's like what are the chances Okay, maybe she would get a seven. Maybe she would get a 23. But for her to get both of them. I know.
0: All right, I think this one's wrap. Guys, thank you as always. We will continue to talk about our grief journey on the next one.
1: Good, good
2: kid. Love you.